The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. Let's try again with the hope that our lines are clear both ways. Ms. Tobegam Sengan, acting head of department of the student unit at the University of Fort Head, joins us now. Last week, Dr. Ramni Kalowalia, together with the VC of the university, Sakela Bushungu, held a conversation between Fort Head and Higher Health to find ways to make sure that student wellness programs are optimized. And I'm just giving an opportunity now without a particular question being put to her, to Ms. Tobegam Sengana, just to tell us about that meeting and what we can expect the outcomes for from that meeting to be and what are the things that are now being planned as a result thereof. Um, good, good evening. I'm Sengana. Good evening to the listeners. Thank you for having me. Um, so what, I, what we actually have in plan after the meeting with Higher Health is um, just enhancing the collaborations between the institutions and high health. Um, we have already had a few programs that we've had um, together um, with high health. Um, one I can mention around the mental health issues on the campus is that um, we've started embarking on a um, race-to-race program, which brings mental health services to the students. Um, so the counselors, the psychologists, the social workers, you know, going to each residence to engage students around mental health-related issues. Um, this has been a very um, productive um, engagement because it has allowed students to actually engage in their comfortable spaces uh, about issues that really um, they, they're struggling with. And we've found that there's been a lot of positive um, response from the students and, the, and there are really a lot of students coming forward you know, to, to engage one another, um, peer-to-peer engagement that has been taking place um, and we, we, we've seen also, you know, students um, coming up with also um, just ideas in terms of um, enhancing mental health services within the university. Um, we've also recently, so as I can mention, had um, a GBV um, men's conference um, dialogue that we had at the, at the university. This has come about after the, the, the tragic date of Nostril, of course, um, and also just to, to, to open up space um, you know, in our campus, in our community, where we are encouraging men to take up space and engage on issues around GBV, coming up with, you know, um, possible solutions in terms of um, really fighting the sketch um, of GBV. This was another successful um, program or project that the university had, one of the first that the university has had since the launching or the, you know, the, the establishment of the, the GBV policy. And um, the university is planning, you know, to obviously have more of these engagements and um, really engage students as well and encourage, you know, everyone to just come into play around these issues. Many students might be anxious and many people, in fact, who are associated with university would be anxious insofar as it relates to the university's position on vaccinations. What then is the university's position on persons who, for whatever reason, do not want to or refuse to be vaccinated? I'm asking this question in the light of what has since transpired at the University of Cape Town, where they say those persons who are vaccinated will be allowed on campus. There are rumours of other public spaces going that route. What can Forte say? At the moment, um, the university is really um, encouraging, you know, um, the university community to get vaccinated, both the students and the staff, and really just um, giving the the community to, you know, make their own decisions, you know, um, 
being responsible citizens, but also, you know, um, relying on the, the, the fact that, you know, our students and our staff members, you know, um, will do the right thing and will um, also want to come back to campus because at the moment, you know, um, majority of the, the work, you know, around the academics and the support is still online. And I believe that both the students and the staff would really want to, you know, get back to the normal way of doing things. And that is only possible when everyone embraces the, the idea of vaccination. At the moment, the university is really embarked on an awareness campaign where, you know, um, there's a lot of engagement around, you know, vaccines. There's a lot of information that is being shared as well, um, you know, to the student community and to the um, staff around the myths around the COVID-19. Um, and also just normalizing the fact that there's a lot of information, misinformation that people have, you know. Um, so the university has really gone on to the, the, the psychoeducation around, you know, the, the vaccination and really encouraging, you know, um, individuals to really use their autonomy in making, you know, good um, decisions to protect themselves and their families. Very well. So I can take it from you at this stage, there's nothing of the kind that forces anybody at the university community to vaccinate. No, there's no um, forced vaccination at the moment for the university. Very well. Let's then go back to the broader sense of student wellness and particularly the programs that have been in place and are certainly part of the discussion from last week's meeting. I want to predicate this question against what has been known to be a challenge for the University of Forte, largely because they do have a, a mass student base who do not come from well-to-do families. That's why NISFAS plays such an important role in the funding of students. But also there needs to be other forms of funding so that they can meet some of the most basic needs of the students. So when you talk about student counselling unit, you would engage a lot of these questions of students who sometimes do not go to bed having had food, who are delayed access to their learning material because of the challenges that are occasioned at NISFAS and other whole host of rural challenges inherent to particularly the Alice campus of the University of Fort Hare. And I say this with the greatest sense of respect because I'm a graduate of the university. I'm engaging these issues precisely because these are some of the things that some of my contemporaries had to deal with. Now, what is the general socioeconomic stability and security for a university or Forte student outside NISFAS. NISFAS doesn't and cannot cover everybody. The administrative challenges mean that at times where students are supposed to get their money, they don't get their money. How has the university been able to make allowance for these inherent challenges so that it doesn't lose students? Lose students because of hunger and related financial challenges so that they just make the decision to leave and go and look for work. Lose students because of the psychological impact this has. And they now get into other behaviors or ways of living that are not necessarily optimal or ideal for the environment of learning. And I mean particularly female students who become vulnerable in such circumstances, particularly those now who from who, who are based in East London. These are now not anecdotal things. These are realities that you and I both are aware of. How is the university still able to make means with whatever little resources it has to prevent, if you like, the secondary challenges to become primal for students. So that's, um, you know, this is a, one of the big challenges that the university is currently trying to, to resolve some years ago. Um, but on, on, on the positive side, you know, there's been um, quite a, a big um, um, 
I guess engagement around, you know, um, encouraging, you know, companies to, you know, to to be involved in at Forte, where, you know, uh, students can be exposed to bursaries, um, you know, so that they can actually apply for those. Um, one of the, um, the 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 programs that we are trying to now also um, just. Um, come about the student counseling unit is a graduate recruitment program. We you know we we engage with companies and um, you know we try to invite them to campus to come and actually have a look at the you know the students um, you know uh, um, the University of Forte students and um, really speak to them in terms of what they can offer you know beyond um, the, the the university um, life. So really trying to um, help our students to not just um, rely on NSS but also to especially those that are doing well you know who can actually um, qualify for, for bursaries to apply for those. But also um, one of the other um, programs that we have um, you know, um, launched because of really the food insecurity issue that we've uh, noticed is you know, um, a community project food parcel program that we offer to especially our first year students who um, you know, are either waiting for the bursaries to pay out or the NSFS um, allowance to kick in where they get you know, um, just a food parcel to assist them in terms of you know, making sure that they don't go hungry over the weekend or, you know, um, uh, making sure as well that they don't actually go out reaching to, um, you know, strangers or people that could be harmful to them. So there's a lot of engagement around it. I think that the university management as well is trying to really um, get to the bottom of, you know, the issues around NSFS, you know, payments and making sure that those are being fast-tracked in the students that, you know, have not been paid, are paid, um, and just really trying to resolve the issues around finance and the dissatisfaction that the students have, have really, um, you know, um, communicated. I mean, these have got serious implications for mental health in the student community, do they not? Yeah. yeah. And well, well, what is, if you like, the health report of the University of Forte across the campuses? To a lesser extent, be sure, because it's largely for the working um, student, but East London has got its challenges, as does the Ellis campus. What is the sort of health card of Forte students when it comes to mental health? Well, you know, uh, we have to be honest on this. The, the, the issue around, you know, financial and food insecurity really um, does, you yes. know, uh, impact the student mental health really negatively. So we see a lot of students that come to our, you know, um, mental health unit or uh, counseling unit, you know, not coming in for really psychological, but coming in with, you know, basic issues um, that contributing to them developing, you know, depression, you know, anxiety, stress. Um, so it, it really is got a, a, um, a direct link in terms of you know student mental health, which is why that you know we we encourage and we engage um, uh, our management in terms of making sure that they resolve these kind of like you know systematic issues to make sure that we actually prevent some of the mental health challenges that our students um, are having. One of the things that we often you know. Um, I remind our management as well as that, you know, we, we cannot have, um, you know, you know, we cannot provide therapy to a hungry student, for example, you know. Um, we need to have these uh, honest conversations and really come up with, you know, um, sustainable solutions to, to, to these matters and um, and understand as well that the, 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 the mental health is actually at the, at, the, at the center of everything else, you know. When a student doesn't have, you know, um, the allowance paid on time, that contributes to stress that contributes to their performance, you know, um, poor performance academically and can lead to, you know, um, other mental health challenges. So it's really uh, uh, um, us 
trying to have a more holistic approach in resolving the issue so that we can actually make sure that we maintain, you know, a good mental health of our students. Now, higher health is very involved in higher education. In fact, there's a direct grant that it has to universities. Can you say more insofar as it relates to any support specifically from higher health, if not in direct funding, in related institutional support? So higher health has really been um, very helpful in that they've um, funded certain programs. Um, one of the main programs, obviously, that they funded is the around the COVID, um, you know, the COVID-19 um, issue, um, making sure that the university, you know, um, has uh, the resources um, that are necessary for the functioning. You know, the PPEs, um, students have, you know, their mask and they can sanitize on campus, making sure that, you know, campus is safe and um, a healthy space for our students. Um, also have um, also contributed a lot in terms of just assisting the university in terms of getting the the, um, the resources because one of the other issues is that you know I'm not having you know staffing in terms of the support structures so um, having you know the funding also you know providing employment to those um, you know extra psychologists you know um, helping out with the you know the first things first around the HIV unit as well you know so it's also being really used around um, the university spread out within the university not just in one area to make sure that we are actually covering all these um, you know um, wellness areas um, respectively. Final comments then insofar as it relates to some of the programs. I mean, you mentioned the GBV policy, the first of its kind, the first men's conference as a result of that GBV policy. There are these engagements you have with Ramnik Alwalia of Higher Health at very high level at the university. I mean, he's the executive director of Higher Health and he was meeting with the VC. What is the plan insofar as it relates now to health outcomes? What what are the key priority areas? And if you can offer us time frames, what are those time frames? I'm asking this question because there are exportarians who are listening. There are people who are just genuinely interested in what the university experience is now, more especially in these very strained COVID times. And also, more importantly, for those who are there and who are prospective University of Forte students, because, I mean, this is something certainly now in the last year and a half we know is very important, wellness in the general sense. Tell us more about the targets and the dates around those targets. So one one of the key areas that um, higher health, you know, and the university are going to be focusing on is obviously the the COVID nineteen, um, you know, issue. Making sure again that there is you know all the resources necessary to make sure that we prevent and um, you know the spread of COVID nineteen around and the university in protecting the students. Um, but also the major ones again is um, GBV, you know, um, making sure that there's more um, you know events around. Um, GBV and um, awareness and psychoeducative campaigns around that and more dialogues around, you know, um, uh, um, just gender-based um, violence on, on campus and, of course, engaging other stakeholders, um, you know, um, the, the subs, you know, having, um, you know, conversations, for example, with the, the liquor outlets, you know, um, around the, 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 the university. So um, there's quite a broad 
um, plan around making sure as well that the university itself is a safe environment, safe space of security um, issues also being, you know, um, looked at there around the, the GBV just to try and limit, you know, any um, opportunity, you know, or risk that can arise within the campus. Um, and of course, the mental health is another um, focus area. The, 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 the higher health is being in collaboration with the counseling unit working together in terms of making sure that, you know, the, the mental health services are really um, um, getting into the student community. Fast tracks there. Um, we've had a success um, race talk program. We are, um, you know, uh, having a launch of... Uh, um, mental health and wellness fair, which will be an annual event that's going to be happening around October, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, where we are again going to be going to the students, you know, engaging them around issues of mental health, what contributes, what they think should be done around the university, but also just educating them in terms of where um, support services are at, you know, how they can go about in terms of helping one another support um, each other. So fast-tracking again and just increasing that peer-to-peer support around um, the university. So there's quite, uh, you know, there's quite a few plans within the the university and um, collaborating with higher health. And these are, are not just going to be once-off um, events or programs. Some of them are going to be, you know, um, programs that are going to be renewed. And some of the, the plans is to also put systems in place that can actually have longevity in terms of making sure that, you know, the GBV, the and just the general wellness of student is maintained. Fantastic. I'll ask you in a minute to reply to this question just more out of curiosity than anything else. The university, August, September, went through quite a lot. Nostrello is not the only person who, unfortunately, in the context of the University of Forte, lost her life as a student. There was one who was also mowed down by a car on a Sunday on his way to or from church. Uh, I forget the detail around that. There's also one who fell to his death from a residence. And I think just the trauma the university community, particularly in this London, would have gone through. How, how, how's the student population especially holding up? So what we've done after, you know, all these tragic incidents is to have, um, to offer, you know, a debrief, um, you know, trauma debrief sessions with our students, you know, those who are directly um, affected and those that are also, you know, indirectly, because I think that, you know, just by you being a student at Forte, whether you you knew, you know, the person involved or not, you, you are, you know, you are affected um, one way or the other. So one of the the major um, collaboration between student counseling and the higher health was, you know, providing those um, trauma debrief sessions and making sure that our students actually felt supported. Um, and then also went back to, you know, um, a few reasons that um, were directly involved, just engaging our students and making sure that, you know, they, their mental health, they're taking care of themselves and um, also making sure that we actually dismantle the idea of um, our students just, you know, um, just sitting on their own trying to be strong and not um, reaching out and seeking help, which is one of the, I think, the themes and phenomena that we find, especially at Forte, is that, you know, a lot of students still, there's a lot of stigma around, um, you know, going for help, seeking help, especially psychological help, you know, so trying to normalize, you know, um, not coping trying to normalize um, not being able to, you know, to, to, to function, you know, normally, especially after events, such traumatic events. So, you know, allowing our students to actually um, reach out and just educating them in terms of, you know, what is expected after such a traumatic incident, how, sure. they, how can they cope, you know? Um, 
and really, you know. Yeah, let's leave it there. Let's leave it there, Sissy. Um, we are two minutes into our one-minute reply. Ms. Tobegam Sengana, Acting Head of Department at the University of Fort Hare Student Counseling Unit. Ma'am, thank you so much for your time. Tomorrow it's a date again, folks, at 20 hours. Please do continue supporting us. We certainly don't take for granted your time. We do appreciate it and certainly keep well and think hard about who you're going to vote for next week, Monday, because you're going to have to do something to change whatever it is about this country you don't like. Bye-bye.